Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, we've got a flight attendant locking a passenger in an airplane's lavatory after that passenger threw up on flight in the flight during the flight. A Dallas nurse flew to and from Ohio after working closely with a patient who died of Ebola. Frontier Airlines employees at Cleveland's airport check-in desk, Cleveland Airport's check-in desks, appeared in a photo on the front page of newspapers coast-to-coast wearing rubber gloves while handling passengers' tickets and luggage. And Americans are arguing about whether entire countries in Western Africa ought to be quarantined. Major hurricane hit Bermuda Friday evening. They're still counting the dead after a sudden and massive snowfall trapped more than 100 hikers in Nepal. And Air France contradicted reports that two of its three pilots were asleep when Air France 447 crashed into the Atlantic Ocean during a 2009 flight from Rio to Paris. Been quite a week on the travel front. I'm Rudy Maxa here in Rudy Maxa's World, where we talk travel every weekend. And there's clearly no shortage of topics. We can't tackle them all today. We only got two hours, for goodness sake. But we will be talking to an infectious disease specialist at about 18 after the hour to get some concrete facts about Ebola and whether it might eventually cripple the world's travel industry. In a moment, we'll get a snapshot of what's coming up for winter travel. Then we're going to talk Ebola and travel with Dr. Amesh Adalia, an infectious disease specialist. Now, many of us know Monticello was the Virginia home of Thomas Jefferson, but we're going to hear about Thomas Jefferson's lesser-known retreat called Poplar Forest, how you can participate in an annual nighttime guided tour through the plantation grounds guided by the light of lanterns. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about it today. Plus, what you can take aboard your next plane ride to make your in-flight dining experience special will be a topic today. We'll also have 10 tips for staying healthy while traveling during the holiday season. But first, a quick look at some travel news. The mountains of Nepal claimed at least 38 trekkers' lives this week when a major snowstorm battered a high mountain pass. Keep in mind, I'm broadcasting live at about 10 minutes, excuse me, 8 minutes after 10 Eastern time in the United States on Saturday morning. As I say often, a lot of our stations shift the show to later in Saturday and later into Sunday, and I fear that death toll will be higher than 38 if you're listening on Sunday. Trekkers were caught in a storm that hit the highest post on a trek, highest point on a trekking route around the Annapurna Range in the Himalayas. About 20 people die each year trekking and climbing in Nepal. And, of course, that quota was almost filled last April during spring climbing season when it came to a tragic end after an avalanche killed 18 Nepali lives. But there were more than two or 300 tourists in the past this week. Communication's difficult, so the death toll is rising each day. And again, as I say, as I broadcast live on Saturday morning, at least 38 trekkers died and 50 to, or more people are still missing. The Nepalese government blames tourists who are too cheap to hire professional guides for this high body count. Some survivors admit many amateur trekkers were not accurately equipped to tackle the route on which many were caught unprepared. However... Other first-person reports indicate that Sherpas actually left their emergency equipment behind because they didn't anticipate any difficulty in the trek. The 29-year-old son of Virgin Empire founder Richard Branson was luckier when he was struck by altitude sickness on the summit of the Matterhorn in Switzerland this week. Sam Branson was participating in a month-long adventure called the Virgin Strive Challenge that was meant to raise money for a charity. A helicopter rescued Sam Bran- Branson, who was suffering from acute mountain sickness, 
As his father watched from a second helicopter, Richard Branson said later he felt totally helpless as he watched. And the father and son cried with relief when the rescue was a success. That Chicago Air Traffic Control Center that was damaged September 26th by a fire deliberately set by a contract employee will be operating fully this weekend by Sunday. That's according to the FAA. At least 4,000 flights were delayed the weekend after the fire put that control center out of commission. So what can we expect this winter when we come to travel? Well, Janine Torantor is a... I always pronounce that E, Janine. I'm sorry. Janine Torantor is a senior travel editor with Orbits.com, one of the main sponsors of this show, by the way. She's got some data that may help you with some savvy travel decisions and some uh, things you ought to think about. Welcome back to the show, Janine. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Rudy. All right, why don't you give us a few tips real fast and then tell us what you see in your crystal ball for the holiday travel season. Sure. Well, they're all tied together because this year we kind of really looked into the crystal ball to, to kind of find some good advice for travelers. Um, my best advice is don't wait any longer to book your holiday travel. Uh, 50% of consumers will book their Thanksgiving travel uh, by October 16th. Um, so that was a couple of days ago. 75% will be booked by November 7th. And this year, Orbitz looked at some historic data uh, to kind of find the best times to book in terms of the best prices. They actually have a great calendar on the website. If you go to orbits.com slash holiday, you'll see all these dates laid out very clearly for you. But, you know, we've missed the best price time to book for Thanksgiving, which was around October 10th. By October 21st, you're going to see the prices kind of jump up to that next level. And then and again, around November 18th is when they kind of reach their peak. So, you know, number one, just don't wait any longer to book, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. Right. The December holidays should be booked by now, too, if you know where you're going to be and when you want to get there. You know, after the show's over, make your, your reservation. Do you have any advice for folks who are going to travel during what's always a busy time of the year, which is Thanksgiving? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, it's the simple things. There's not really much different, you know, according to TSA this year in terms of getting through the lines. Um, you know, you always want to get there early. But what is interesting is, according to TSA statistics, 47% of travelers now are using the expedited services like pre-TSA. So, you know, the good thing for travelers this year is I think people are going to be spread out a little bit more into those pre-TSA lines, which should, you know, show a little relief in some of the regular TSA lines um, for people getting through. So that's good news. Um, I also, everyone talks about apps these days, you know, what apps to download. There's so many out there. The one I think that will be actually helpful this year for travelers is TSA has an app that shows you uh, real-time status of, of their lines. So if there oh. are multiple lines, you can see which ones um, may not be quite as long. Hop in the one that will help you get through a little faster. I might throw in the uh, what is the, the uh, website expertflyer.com, where if you're stuck in a middle seat right now, you can get in a line at expertflyer.com, and they'll let you know if some aisle or window seat opens that you'd, you'd want to claim. And I would also say try to get the first flight out in the morning, uh, particularly during the holidays. But, you know, Janine, you said I've heard that stat from TSA. 47% of the flyers are using the expedited lines, yet there are only 600,000 people who have signed up for TSA PreCheck. Yeah, you, you know, know what I've noticed this... a lot lately is and I don't quite understand that. Getting, getting the random um, people that haven't signed up. I think TSA is kind of randomly um, giving people yeah. the pre-TSA line. So I think that they're kind of doing that just to alleviate some of the lines as well. Because um, I do know just from personal experience, I've seen it happen a few times. Um, the other thing I would say is um, don't discount the fact that um, you might, you know, 
be looking for a sale. Um, you're not going to see any discounts um, when it comes to airfare. Um, those prices are only going to go up. So really, travelers, if you're looking to save, look to save on the hotel side. Even Orbitz has a 10% off promo code if you book by December 31st. So, you know, there there are some small things out there that can help you save, probably not on your airfare, but maybe on your hotel um, and some of the other um, incidentals that you'll be paying over the holidays. Janine, thank you as always for your uh, cogent advice. We appreciate it. Thanks, Rudy. Janine Tornator is the is a senior travel editor with Orbitz.com. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. When we come back, an infectious disease specialist gives us a clear-eyed view of how travelers ought to be thinking about Ebola. Nice to have you here this weekend. We'll be right back after we take a break. Stick around. Don't touch that dial. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. LifeLock Ultimate Plus wants to help protect every member of the Rudy Maxa's world audience. Identity theft is now such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. What makes a good thing even better? How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding. Unlimited talk and text, and now with double the data starting at only $35 a month. That's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough. Listen, you've got to get in on this double dose of data. Seriously, why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much? Hurry up. This offer will not last forever. Visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends 11-3-14. Boost has no annual contracts. Double the data from Boost previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Orbitz. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, and instant margarita bus. With the Orbitz Rewards Program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You'll earn free hotel nights faster when you earn rewards instantly by buying your flights, hotels, and vacation packages at Orbitz.com. And, and, 
You can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards. Or you can look under sponsors at the radio show website, which is RudyMaxa.com. Well, I don't think there's a person on earth who hasn't heard about Ebola. Uh, it's been all over the news this week, and I want to look at it from the viewpoint of a traveler. So we have an expert with us. His name, name is Dr. Amish Adalia. He is an infectious disease physician. He's an expert and spokesman with the Infectious Diseases Society of America that's based in Washington, D.C. Dr. Adalia, thank you for joining me today. Uh, thanks for having me. Can, we, can I just get right to the bottom line, and then we'll back up a little and talk more? The bottom line question, if I only had 30 seconds to talk to you, Dr. Adalia, I would say, do you have any hesitation about getting on a plane and flying today or putting your family on a plane and having them fly today? No, I don't, I don't have any hesitation because of the transmission characteristics of this virus. All right. Now, I understand, you know, we keep hearing it is not an airborne virus. It has to involve bodily fluids. But then people say, well, what if, uh, what if someone who is, who is uh, carrying the virus sneezes next to you on an airplane or even in a, in a standing in line at the grocery store? Is, is that, uh, are, 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 are those particles or those, that spray, is that considered a body, bodily fluid? Well, the first thing I would say is that people with Ebola don't sneeze. It's not a re upper respiratory illness. It's not like the common cold. It's not like influenza. You don't really get those symptoms. However, if, you know, for whatever reason somebody with Ebola sneezed on you, yeah, that would be considered an exposure, but it's extremely unlikely. And you have to remember that Ebola patients are, are very sick. They aren't, they aren't usually going out there in the environment and going about their daily lives like a common cold or an influenza patient. And it's not spread through casual contact. So, so putting all that together, it really shows that this is not a, a, a general risk to the, the, the public. And there's no big threat of a, of a generalized outbreak as well. And and do I understand that uh, during the incubation period, when they aren't sick in such a way that might keep them from going shopping or whatever, uh, it is not, it cannot be uh, transferred? Right. You only are infectious when you actually have the symptoms of Ebola, and, and it's really the symptoms that cause you to emit body fluids. So you have to have diarrhea or vomiting. Really, that's what's, what we're seeing the transmission linked to. And because it, it's not something that you can transmit while you're incubating, it makes it much easier to control than, than influenza, for example. Are you finding a general misunderstanding about this, despite all the media coverage? I asked that because, you know, a couple of days ago, s stock prices for airlines swooned uh, as people started fearing, you know, that Ebola was going to shut down the international airline network. No one's going to get on planes, uh, similar to what happened uh, during the Asian SARS crisis. There definitely is a generalized panic in the in the population. There's a lot of misunderstanding, and there has it hasn't helped that we've had conflicting information coming from the CDC with respect to this second healthcare worker that was infected, and, and her travel between Dallas and Cleveland and and back. And then you also have a lot of people going above and beyond doing things that go kind of beyond the pale. Uh, even people that were on these planes, they have very 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 minimal risk because she wasn't experiencing diarrhea or vomiting. Yet everybody is being contacted. And, and then you have reactions where people are canceling speeches of people who have been to West Africa. People are banning uh, teachers who have been to Dallas from teaching. It, it's gotten to a point almost reminiscent of the early uh, early HIV epidemic when there was just a, a lot of hysteria without any science to back it up. When What was the uh, CDC error? Uh, I, you, you mentioned that when you started your answer to me, the CDC error involving the, the, error involving the D Dallas nurse. Did they put out wrong information? 
No, it's more that they allowed her. They allowed her to, to travel. Well, they allowed her to travel, and yeah. although she, you know, her travel really because of the, the symptoms she was experiencing, if she was even experiencing uh, the, the symptoms, was a minimal put everybody at a minimal, minimal risk because she wasn't having diarrhea or vomiting complaints. But clearly, she shouldn't have been someone that was uh, permitted to travel uh, on a public by a public means. Simply because she should have been quarantined, not because she threw up on the plane. I mean, as I say, they've, put this, they've taken this plane out of service to, to uh, sterilize it, for lack of a better I – mean, it's an imprecise term, I know – to give it a thorough cleaning. They were trying to contact 800 people who flew on the plane on subsequent flights that day. I, I, I think that's what makes people nervous, and, and it seems to me as a total non-medical professional to be overkill. There definitely is an element of overkill, but people aren't taking any chances because we had two healthcare workers infected, and that was something that wasn't supposed to happen. And then we had an infected healthcare worker travel on an airplane, and the perception there is that, that, that this is getting out of hand, and the government and other individuals are really trying to go above and beyond to re reassure the public. But it's a fine line, because when you do take all these actions, then it also makes people wonder, you know, should there be something more I'm panicked about? And it's very legitimate that the, that the general public is kind of bewildered by what's going on, because... It's it's coming at us. It's it's a very fluid uh, situation, and a lot of things are being done um, out of what they say is an abundance of caution. It's kind of the the key word, the, the key phrase they keep using, and often that doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing something because there's actually a risk there. But it's all about making people feel that uh, they they're going to be kept safe. My guest is Dr. Amy Shadalia. He's an infectious disease physician. He's an expert and spokesman with the Infectious Disease Society of America in D.C. Um, so, Dr. But Dr. Dalia is sort of a double-edged sword. We're telling everybody we're doing this out of abundance or of caution, but then I think it panics people. They get on a plane and think, "Gosh, who was on this plane two flights earlier?" I mean, somebody told me I did not see this that one of the network news shows on television two weeks ago did a report on, you know, should you touch the steering wheel in your rental car when you pick it up at the airport? I mean, I. I I, I, I do think that, that the media, and I'm part of the media, and I generally defend the media, but I just think there's been an, an overemphasis on the danger of, of Ebola as, as, it, as it applies to, the, to most of the, you know, 99% of the world. Right. Definitely. This is kind of almost like what I would compare to the shark attack phenomenon, when people really have a right. threat misperception and, and change a lot of behaviors based on a threat that's really unlikely to uh, to have personally affect them. Yeah, half a dozen people die in shark attacks and hundreds die slipping in their bathtub at home. And and, and when it comes to Ebola, uh, I mean, I, the numbers of people who die of flu every year, and there's no panic about that, you know? Right. I can say, I can say without a doubt that thousands of Americans are going to die from an infectious disease this year, and it's going to be influenza. In, in the course of this year or this season, this winter season? Right, yeah. There will be every year we have thousands of people who die from influenza, and yet our flu vaccination rates aren't where they need to be. Right, exactly. And you don't see CNN running, you know, logos and dramatic music and influ the influenza report every 15 minutes. Yeah, there's definitely a bias with, uh, you know, it's the same thing with plane crashes versus car crashes. Just uh, these, you know, Ebola is a disease that has a lot of mystique. It has a lot of sensationalization associated with it. There's a, there are some unknowns about where it comes from in the animal, what an animal reservoir is and why why it appears and is so explosive. And I think that lures people to, to think of it in, in a way as like this monster. Uh, but it's something that's been around since 1976, and we've been studying it since 1976, and this is the 25th outbreak of Ebola, and we've stopped all 24 uh, prior to this without any, any major problem. 
So have you in leaving us taking setting aside your your work as a as a physician as an infectious disease physician have you done anything differently in your day-to-day life or advised your friends or family to do anything differently than they were doing 2 months ago? Not not as a private citizen no I I was just on an airplane a couple of days ago flying between between cities here in the United States no I haven't changed anything you know, as a physician, I've been emphasized to people, you know, you have to ask travel history because we have this raging outbreak in West Africa and we have to be prepared for imported cases so we don't repeat the mistakes that happened in Dallas. Because what we're seeing right now is really the ripple effect of an error that happened in Dallas when this patient was seen and then discharged with a, with a false diagnosis. Sure. Are we equipped medically here if 10 or 12 or let, let's say 20 people in the United States came down with Ebola tomorrow? Are we, medic- are we equipped in this, in this country to deal with that? I think we would be very stretched to, to deal with that many patients at once. We thought in, wow. from the beginning that, and it had been said that any hospital could take care of an Ebola patient, and any hospital should have been able to take care of an Ebola patient. But we saw, and we learned painfully in Dallas, that that's not the case, that not every hospital has the strict adherence to infection control uh, protocols. And this is an unforgiving virus, and you can't allow these lapses to occur. So right now, I think the best means is to actually send these patients to our biocontainment facilities in at the NIH, at Emory, at Nebraska, and in Montana, and then when, 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 while we can accommodate people there. Once, if, if we were to get more patients than they could handle, then you'd have to think about designating certain medical centers in major metropolitan areas, most likely, that are really adept at taking care of infectious disease patients so that we could ensure complete compliance with infection control so we don't right. have any healthcare workers uh, infected. Dr. Amy Shadalia, thank you so much for joining me. Great advice. Thank you. Dr. Amy Shadalia is an infectious disease physician with the Infectious Disease Society of America. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. I'm travel journalist Rudy Maxa. Nice to have you here. Hope you make this a weekend habit. There's a place, well, everybody knows Thomas Jefferson's home, which is uh, in uh, near the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
It's called Monticello. Monticello. Is it Monticello or Monticello, Jeffrey? It's Monticello. Monticello. That's what I thought. Monticello. But he had another place. He had a retreat. He had a getaway place called Poplar Forest. P-O-P-L-A-R. Poplar Forest. It's near Lynchburg, Virginia. I spent 40 years in Washington, D.C. I never heard of Poplar Forest. Jeffrey Nichols is the president and CEO for the nonprofit corporation that now administers Poplar Forest. Give us a one-minute description, will you, Jeffrey, of what went on there, what Thomas Jefferson used it for, and then we'll get into some of the events that are coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thomas Jefferson owned this property in central Virginia beginning in 1773, and it was one of his primary plantations. The cash crops were grown there, such as uh, tobacco and and wheat. Um, But it really wasn't until his second term as president of the United States uh, that he decided he needed a retreat house from Monticello. Monticello was a well-known tourist site even in that time. Uh, And so this place 90 miles south of Monticello on a plantation on a small hilltop was an ideal location for him to build his retreat. And that's exactly what he did. It's one of the first octagon buildings in the United States. And he would spend uh, beginning in 1809 uh, until by 1823, he would come down three or four times a year. And I, I gather that uh, that it sort of fell in uh, from reading your website, um, which I'll give uh, poplarforest.org, by the way, uh, that it fell into disrepair and it has been brought back to life, as it were. Absolutely. It was in private hands all the way into the early 1980s. And in ah. December of 1983, a group of uh, local, primarily local Lynchburg residents, came together to preserve and restore the house. And since that time, the, the organization has carefully researched and restored uh, Jefferson's retreat house using the same techniques and methods that he and his craftsmen would have had access to. So it's a work in progress. You visit the site, you'll see craftsmen in the house using hand tools, uh, finishing the, the trim work inside his villa. It's really a, a neat process to see. Now, if you happen to live in the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, really anywhere in um, the mid-Atlantic, or certainly, obviously, in Virginia or thereabouts, um, on Saturday, October 25th, that's a week from from next weekend, October 25th, from 6 to 8 in the evening, there will be a program called Legends of the Land. It's a two-hour program where you will walk through the grounds, I gather, of Poplar Forest, uh, led by lanterns, and there are presentations that... Uh, put a lot of emphasis on the slaves who lived there. We often don't think about Thomas Jefferson. We have, uh, you know, we don't think about our founding fathers and slaves, but th- that's who kept this place humming when Jefferson owned it, correct? Yeah, absolutely, and and he knew that as well. And over his life t- lifetime, he owned about 600 humans um, at Monticello and at Poplar Forest. And what this program tries to do is bring that story to life in, in certain ways, particularly what life was like after working from dawn till dusk um, in the fields or in the household. And so you'll be able to experience by walking around the, the grounds at dusk in, in early darkness what it must have felt like to be a, an enslaved person there. And, and we're doing this in partnership with several local organizations, including a local African-American history museum called the Legacy Museum. And they'll talk more about the descendants of, of the residents of Poplar Forest. There'll be music uh, performed by a group called the Solsters from the Hill, which is a local group in Lynchburg that performs traditional African-American spirituals and puts them in perspective. Um, so you really get a sense of what they meant uh, to the people who were, were enslaved on a place like this. And we have a cooking demonstration by Dr. Lenny Sorensen, who does a lot of work at Monticello, and she's an African-American cook who recreates the, the style of cuisine that would have been um, uh, prepared at Jefferson's house. So what we've tried to do at Papa Forest is tell the 
the wonderful story of Thomas Jefferson and all that means, including his, his brilliant architecture, but also, uh, obviously, it's a plantation that well, it was over 5,000 acres of land, and so we want to tell the complete story um, and, uh, and, and bring the, the story of the, the enslaved people to life as well. So this is a great way to, to hear about both sides of Papa Forest. Again, that's next Saturday night, uh, the 22nd of, of October, excuse me, the uh, 25th of October. Um, at, and you can find more details by going to the website Poplar, P-O-P-L-A-R, Poplar Forest, all one word, poplarforest.org. And if you miss that, on November 15th, there's a Thomas Jefferson Wine Festival. Was uh, This is dim in the recesses of my memory. Did Thomas Jefferson start growing wine first in Virginia? He did. He, had, he, was, he was the father of a... Of, 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 wineries in Virginia. He, he obviously was a lover of wine and traveled in Europe extensively, and particularly in, in, in France, and he brought that love of wine and winemaking back to Virginia. He wasn't successful with it, but since that time, and, and particularly the last uh, 20 to 30 years, there have been yes. a number of wineries that have been developed across central Virginia. So if you make a visit to Monticello and you drive down Route 29 in Nelson County, which is a beautiful part of the world, you'll pass several uh, wineries and also breweries. It's a great experience to really get a feel for what it's like here in, in, in Central Virginia. Well, a tip of the hat to Tom Jefferson. Jeffrey Nichols is the president and CEO of the nonprofit cor- corporation that is caring and curating Thomas Jefferson's Poplar Forest, a getaway I'd never heard of, and I'm delighted to hear about it today. Thank you, uh, Mr. Nichols. Thank you, Rudy, for sharing this. We appreciate it. Have a great event. Poplarforest.org. Check it out if you're anywhere near it. What a, what a I had no idea Thomas Jefferson had a little, little getaway. Don't go away. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Hope you keep doing it. We'll be back after this break. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. LifeLock Ultimate Plus wants to help protect every member of the Rudy Max's world audience. Identity theft is now such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. What makes a good thing even better? How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding. Unlimited talk and text, and now with double the data starting at only $35 a month. That's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough. Listen, you've got to get in on this double dose of data. Seriously, why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much? Hurry up. This offer will not last forever. 
Visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends 11-3-14. Boost has no annual contracts. Double the data from Boost previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable. You just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologist recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Well, you know, the subject for one of the favorite subjects of America's comedians are food on is food on planes, the meals on planes. Dan Pashman is here to help us with that. He is the host of The Sporkful. Actually, he's got a very long uh, bio, which I'll tell you in the course of our interview. And he's got a new book out called Eat More Better. Uh, Dan, we got to work on your language here. Your English. Well, Rudy, I, I would say that it, uh, there's certainly a little bit of poetic license there, but I think that people need to eat. Uh, eating is more than just putting food in your mouth and swallowing it. It's something that, that warrants a little bit of thought and consideration. And so eat in the context of this book doesn't just mean putting food in your mouth. So I want people to do it more, it and I want them to do better. it better. Got it. I got you. By the way, I was uh, browsing your website, thesporkful.com. I, um, I, I love your review of Halloween candies. Um, you brought the same intensity and passion to it that you know a New York Times restaurant critic brings, <laughs> brings to a That's right. restaurant yeah, well, review. You know, uh, every year it brings a new bumper crop of candies that uh, people want to know uh, uh, what to get. I actually have a piece up in Vanity Fair's website uh, this week also talking on a related topic talking about pumpkin spice everything. And there's a lot of new pumpkin spice Halloween no. candies. It seems like they want to put pumpkin spice in everything these days. I thought Starbucks had cornered the market on pumpkin spice and nobody could get any anymore. Um, <laughs> now, Dan's very wary. He's on a travel show. So we asked him to talk about, or I, uh, Janet, my producer, asked him to talk about what he might suggest for those of us who, fl- who, who, who want to, well, uh, pardon me for saying spice up or, or make a little better the food that we are handed on flights. Not that you get them much anymore, but if you are taking longer flights, certainly international flights, you are fed meals. What can I do as a passenger to make my eating experience aloft better, Dan? Well, Rudy, I think the first thing you need to know, and I talk about this in detail in the book, is that when you're in an airplane cabin, the air is very dry, and it dries out your taste buds. And so flavor sensitivity drops by about 30%. And so you need to counteract that. And what I recommend is, you know those little plastic bottles, uh, the empty bottles you get at the pharmacy, the uh, three-ounce bottles for shampoo or conditioner? Sure. The ones you, the ones you can legally take through on carry-on. 
That's right. Yeah. You can put them on the carry-on and you, you buy those, but instead of shampoo and conditioner, fill them with things like sriracha, soy sauce, honey, um, uh, hot sauce, lime juice, even, uh-huh. even you know, uh, mixers for, for a good cocktail. And I call that my in-flight saucetation device. And you bring <laughs> that on, on your, your carry-on and you can just go to town on any meal. I also recommend that, the people, uh, if you get those pretzels for a snack, ask politely for a second bag, put them aside, and when your meal comes, crumble the pretzels over the food because that will add salt and flavor and also crunch, which will make it better. Yeah, you can even put them over your salad, a little crunchy salad. Good idea. That's right. They're like croutons, but even better. You must have people comment who are sitting next to you when you do this. They go, oh, my gosh, what, what's going on? What are you doing here? It does, it does uh, raise some eyebrows, certainly. Um, I think that uh, you know, people, it's funny when the food comes on the airplane, you know, because everyone's sort of craning their necks, waiting to see when the cart is going to get to their aisle, as if they're just so excited to get the food, and then when the food comes, <laughs> it's, it's always, everyone's always disappointed. So I don't know why we're all so excited, but it's like, you're stuck in a chair, there's nothing else to do, I guess. But, um, but yeah, you know, but people, people do notice some of these techniques, and they definitely get intrigued. If you had a choice between, let's say, a cold pasta salad or a hot chicken breast, are you going to default to the cold all the time? I do, but I don't know if you would. Um, I mean, I, I like a hot meal, but I will say in general, I did an episode of the Sporkful podcast a while back about MREs, meals ready to eat, you know, that our soldiers right. eat. Um, and actually, the rule of thumb in MREs is very much the same rule of thumb in airplane food, which is that the dishes that work best are saucy dishes, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. pasta dishes, the dishes that tend to not hold up well uh, when they've been cooked in advance and stored for a long time are big chunks of meat. Right. And so right. Uh, a lot of sauce, anything with a lot of sauce and, and, and dough in there is going to do better than like, you don't, you know, brisket or chicken breast I would stay away from. Give me 30 seconds on when you land in a town you don't know anything about, how you find a good local restaurant. We only got 30 seconds. Ask a lot of questions. Stay out of the touristy area of the of the town. You want to look for a place that's not too clean and pretty, but also not too dirty, like a place with just a little bit of soul. And then just, you know, trust your gut, literally and figuratively. The website is thesporkful.com. Uh, Dan uh, is, uh, is the creator of WNYC's, Dan Pashman, our guest, is the creator of WNYC's podcast called The Sporkful, a host of the Cooking Channel web series, You're Eating It Wrong. But right now... His book is Eat More Better, and he weaves science and humor into a, uh, a book that will help you improve your meals, not only aloft, but also on the ground. Dan, thank you for dropping by. Thank you, Rudy. You're listening to Rudy Max's World, but you already knew that. You already knew that. Stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about, okay, we told you how to eat aloft. Now we're going to tell you how to stay healthy while you're traveling. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. You know, the most frequently asked question I get at, I, I, I am asked is, you know, what, air, what website has the cheapest airfares? And I always answer, well, there is no one definitive. you got to shop. you got to compare. There's no one silver bullet that will get you the cheapest fare. But in my newsletter this week, which is free, by the way, uh, my weekly newsletter, I reveal a site that actually has the best bargains. They've got a great search engine. They find bargains as soon as airlines post them and let you know. Incredible fares. I'll give you some, there are some examples in that. Um, all you got to do to get the newsletter is send me an email at rudy at rudymaxa.com and put subscribe in the subject line. And we'll add it to you. It comes out toward the end of every week. I write it myself. It's very personal. Um, and I talk about my travels and some anecdotes you might want to hear about. Anyway, uh, last, uh, last segment, we talked a little with uh, Mr. Pashman about how to eat well when you're aloft. Here's how to stay well when you're traveling. Jane McAllister is a travel fitness expert and uh, or wellness expert, as she prefers. Jane, nice to have you on the show. Thank you, Rudy. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, as you know, as I'm sure you were briefed, the, the, these, these segments are just entirely too short. You have about five and a half minutes. I know you have ten tips for staying healthy while traveling. You want to you, you shoot off four or five here and we'll talk? Sure. Um, one of them, the first one, and of course it seems really obvious, is eat healthily on the road. Um, yep. Blatantly obvious, but you know, a lot of people will attest to the fact that it can be um, harder than it would seem. I'll, I'll always argue the opposite, of course. Um, that's that's one of them. Um, the other, another one that's really really important is keeping your usual sleep pattern. That you know, I interview a lot of frequent business travellers, and sleep is way up there with not finding time to exercise or not be able, being able to eat healthily. So that's another really important one, and also keep exercising. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, to, to your point of exercising and eating and maybe even sleeping, there's sort of a sense that even if you're on a business trip, well, you know, the normal rules don't apply. What you do about, you know, you're sort of on different, you're a different place, different time, different thing going on. So you cheat on maybe all three of those fronts or at least two or three of them, don't we? Yes, definitely. And, you know, the, the, the secret is to just learn how, how not to. If you are traveling frequently like you do, um, but, you know, you, you're constantly um, faced with temptations yes. but getting out of your your routine is is the worst thing that you can do um certainly when it comes to exercise now somebody who doesn't exercise normally probably isn't going to suddenly sit <laughs> right. up and decide to start exercising on the road they might right. but the chances are that they're not um but the um the excuses you know i'm getting up early for meetings and you know working late going out for dinner with clients um you know i have several tips to get around that if you'd let me share please do go right ahead you can just take oh, them right off one... uh, jane don't wait for me to oh, introduce okay. them okay thanks well one of the things is i think we, we tend to overcommit. we have this all or nothing mentality especially when it comes to exercise and we don't allow ourselves to think that it's okay to do 10 minutes here and there and that especially for someone who's on the road a lot it, it's really crucial if you find yourself with the ability to do five to ten minute workouts three times a day that's okay it's better than nothing okay and you know 
the other end of that spectrum is if you do skip a workout, don't be hard on yourself. Be kind to yourself. It's okay. You can you can do it. You know, you can try again tomorrow. Okay. Um, and there are some really obvious ways to keep exercising, such as using the stairwell in a hotel. I do that one all the time. Finding a hotel that has a workout room or a pool. Um, you know, just getting outside and walking as much as you can. But you you can take that a little step further nowadays by you know booking a session with a personal trainer for example where you have a 24-hour cancellation policy that's going to make you stick to your exercise plan if you plan ahead and find find an activity or class that you can do when you get to your destination I, I think it's all good that, advice and and pass up you you talked about temptations on the road I mean you're in an airport and you're walking down a to get to your gate and you're passing, you know, Aunt whatever his name's pretzels and an ice cream and the candy shop. Um, and that doesn't happen to you in your normal life. You're right. you got to say you got to learn to say no, as a former first lady used to always say. And coming back to being prepared, have your own snacks with you. <laughs> that, you know, that are some, some healthier options. Um, I'm not a big fan of protein bars because so many of them are made in labs. But something like a Lara bar or a Kind bar that are made with ingredients that you can actually recognize and, and see in the product. Um, and it's, a lot of airports are making more of an effort now. For example, you can buy little tubs of hummus with, with veggies to dip in. You can always find yogurt. You can find fresh fruit. It's just a matter of stepping back and really looking at what's there before you make your decision instead of going on to automatic pilots and just saying, I, yeah, sure, I'll have a double venti latte with extra cream on top and, and, <laughs> and, and two donuts while I'm at it. I couldn't agree more. Listen, you can read more about Jane's suggestions and find more about her by going to janemcallister.com. Now, Jane is spelled with a Y, J-A-Y-N-E. McAllister is M-C-A-L-L-I-S-T-E-R. But I have a... A suspicion that if you go to my Facebook page, Rudy Max at Travel Leisure on Facebook, that uh, Janet's probably already put up a list at janemcallister.com. Jane, thank you very much. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You as well. Coming to the end of the hour, stick around for about six minutes. We'll be back with our second hour. listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.